Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us once again for our latest podcast. And to, tonight, I'm delighted to be joined by Sven Britt, who's a producer, writer, editor, um, composer. Hopefully, I've got all your hats in order, Sven, for this fantastic um, short musical film, A Feast That Never Comes. Sven, welcome. And hopefully, I've got all of your credits in there. If I've missed any, sincere apologies. That's not, that's for, for this project anyway, that is indeed all of them. Um, it turns out that, uh, the next project that I have rehearsal for later tonight, uh, I'm also the camera operator. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, actually, I mean, this is a really brilliant film, uh, really well put together, beautifully made, shot, edited, uh, whoever done the color correction on this, I, uh, Sven, which I'm hoping is you. Who knows? No, seriously, it looks really nice. So really, really well done. No, it's. Uh, I have to shout out uh, Marika Litz. M A R I K A L I T Z. They work out of uh, Brooklyn, and uh, just their their work is whoa, uh, wild. No, this uh, honestly, oh. this film is out is really really good. Um, thank you for that. Um, and uh, it's always hard when we're talking about something. I'll just read the synopsis. Four characters inhabit cycles within cycles of contentment, discontentment, inertia, movement, desire, and betrayal. The story emerges told through the marriage of music, ex-fiance and dance, Chris Master Dance, functioning as a set of nesting dolls, inviting you to uncover as many layers as you wish, directed by Maria Uranik. That doesn't really do it justice because... Um, uh, when we talk about short musical films, this is a brilliant example of what you really can do when you get a really talented crew together and cast, because it looks <clears throat> and, fair, and sounds absolutely fantastic. So Sven, <clears throat> being as the writer, you must presumably be part of the whole um, startup process of this. How did it all come about? What's your involvement? Where on earth did it all come from? And how does it look so bloody good? So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll save that last part for last. Um, the... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I and uh, my husband, although at the time uh, just collaborator, um, we had started working on an album together. uh, So using the same tactics that he uses to generate movement in the studio for his concert Mm -hmm. dance work. Um, He was applying that to music because we had we had done a collaboration on a concert dance and uh, I was really happy with how taking like a task-based approach really got me out of my head a bit and like stopped stopped me from uh, diving down all my old similar well-tread pathways and uh, being too clever by half all the time and, and all that. So it, it got me out of that. And uh, I was like, hey, Chris, I... Uh, desperately want to make an album and i like laid out what the uh conceptual precipice would be which uh broadly speaking was just like technology's effects on our understanding of ourselves and our understanding of others and so of course that's tied into so much shit you know uh and um digital outrage and uh like trauma dumping and all anyway all these things and uh but i was like i can't i can't just like start writing that i need something to go off of so he devised a bunch of tasks we got about halfway through the album and uh 
realized that there wouldn't really be a way without significant fundraising to mm. dancers into the process yeah. and have like a live performance as we would uh, still hopefully one day we'll be able to make that happen but like uh so we were like okay we we should make we should make a dance film and knowing that we didn't have the budget for a full visual album we figured okay these four songs can construct uh uh sort of linear but sort of non-linear but like very open to interpretation narrative um and as for how it looks so good uh it's a sad story because why wouldn't it be um so it was going to be directed by uh my friend andre who I met at South by Southwest one year and we stayed up for just at like, I had a showcase the next day at like noon and we were up until like eight 30 in the morning watching clips of Chris's dance. And he was like, okay, so I would shoot this from there and light it like this. And so we knew that we would get along really well. Uh, and in, in like making a dance film, and then he passed away super tragically oh, and and his uh partner uh at the time maria um stepped in and was like well he loved the idea of this project so like let's make it happen and um because of all of his connections and and the community that just uh absolutely uh loved him we we didn't get like we didn't get the fancy koa anamorphic lenses in kind but we did get the red camera that we were shooting on in kind and uh without that yeah it, it wouldn't it wouldn't look the way it does oh so i'm really sorry to hear that um and i should point out i mean i'm eulogizing about it but everything about this is really high high production from the dancing the music is out of this world. It matches beautifully. The cinematography, genuinely, everything about it is, is, is top dollar, you know. Um, and it's, I'd, I'd like to get an, uh, an idea of how on earth you would do that in terms of, I know you said you spent a lot of time preparing and talking this over, but even so, I mean, do you storyboard something like this? Where's the, where, okay, no, let me stop there. Where is the building? Whereabouts is that in Canada, or the whereabouts did you find that place? So that's uh, in upstate New York. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that. Uh, so we were location hunting for forever, and actually, the the place that we were really hoping to shoot in, uh, like rented out at the last minute and uh that was the option as it turns out it was the absolutely perfect location um as for like storyboarding and stuff like that i had a vague idea of scenes that i wanted but i wasn't trying to think about them too visually because that was really maria's uh focus and she came in with uh her own concepts of uh scenes but uh it a lot of it a lot of it was ideas that we made sure were flexible enough to take into account the point of view of 
all the collaborators who were there, whether it was the dancers or yeah. Chris choreographing or um, anyone who was there was uh, integral in some way to like shaping that. So I, there wasn't there wasn't too much in terms of storyboarding, but a lot of it was just dictated by the dance itself because chris's choreographic process generally takes a long long time to yeah, imagine uh movement material because he's not he's not like giving steps to the dancers it's all uh like okay here's a scholarly article about uh digital hoarding so uh read this create an erasure make a poem out of that and then create movement in response to that and then having two people do that at the same time and then they have to turn it into a duet it's extremely uh complicated but because it was all site specific it uh we couldn't do anything before we were there so uh a lot of that was like we're setting up a shot in the living room and uh Paul and Raffles, two of the dancers are upstairs in the bedroom creating the duet that then we would film in like different uh, times of day and different clothes and stuff to give the sense of uh, just like cycles and cycles and cycles of things. Um, so we would film it in the living room because the shot was set up there and then they would go into the kitchen and change it around and figure out how it would work in that space while we're setting up in the bedroom and mm -hmm. then they would come up and film the bedroom and then we go down to the kitchen yeah so and then of course uh, so how much <clears throat> i know it's a difficult one this but on average how much in terms of seconds or minutes were you getting per day would you say the footage yeah. you could use um well we were shooting everything uh in 48 uh frames per second so it was like a lot um let's see i would guess yeah because it was it was an eight day shoot it ended up being a little over 16 minutes so i would say probably every day there were um, anywhere between like four and seven hours of footage uh because it was in slow-mo I, I it wouldn't have been that much if we had shot it in 24 and you know all that but, but then of course this is even before you start the post process and <clears throat> you've got all the hours and hours of footage you're obviously ever involved in the in the post because you're editing this and how long because i i actually think this is my personal opinion i do some drone work and I'd love doing the drone work, but I hate doing the editing because I find that I, I can do it, but I find it painful. And the reason I find it painful is one man's meat is another man's poison in terms of what I think looks great. They may not think looks great. And you know what I'm getting at here, don't you? Of course. Yeah. But in terms of putting this all together, being part of the editing, how tricky was that? How many people were involved in that? What was the process? How long did that all take? So there were, there were three of us to get it to picture lock before sending it to color. Yeah. Um, and uh, so the the director, um, Maria, Maria edited the second of the four uh, segments. Um, and then uh, Lauren, who was with us on set, uh, just as like a Lauren was doing everything. So I don't know how to credit credit her. Properly. <laughs> but, um, but Lauren uh, did the bulk of the editing for 
the other three. And yeah, I mean, there were there were a lot, a lot, a lot of revisions and back and forths and, you know, making sure that we were structuring it in a way where a story can be devised, but mm. it's but it doesn't feel like declarative where it's like, oh, this is definitely what happened. Um, and I mean, we we had all that in mind while we were shooting that like it was going to be fairly nonlinear. And I mean, in the fourth segment, I don't think I don't think you can really like spoil anything about this. No, no, no. no but, um, but like in the fourth uh, segment, it's like obviously when we were shooting, we knew that uh, uh, Raffles was going to be like flicking in and out of existence. Um so we would, you know, set up the shot and film it three, four times as a solo, three, four times as a duet, and then, uh, you know, continue on down the stairs and down the stairs and down the stairs. Um, very poetics of space, that one. But uh, lost the thread. I lost the thread of the answer to that question. But um, No, no, no. It's, um, it was just, <clears throat> I always think, you kind of give me, excuse me, the answer, which was about the editing side. I just find it's devilishly difficult, particularly because you've got push me, pull me's and people kind of perhaps looking artistically in different directions. And I just always find it fascinating because, like I said a moment ago, what you think looks great may not be what someone else is great. And you've got to deal with all of that. I'm sure you'll sing from the same song sheet, of course, because you've got a, a really good idea of what it is you want to do. But even so, it can be a tough thing to do. And I, I know that. Um, yeah, there were, I mean, there were, there were a lot of, there were a lot of like timing back and forth things. And because, so like it was very much a, a passion project for everybody. I mean, like, you know, we, uh, paid people what we could, but it was, uh, I think, I think with like one exception, everyone there, uh, knew Andre before he passed. So like yeah. everyone was just in it, um, yeah, to do that. it. And uh, so, but because of that, like the editing, you know, took forever, not just because editing takes forever, but because, uh, you know, I, I, the budget is only what the budget is. So it's like, you know, if Lauren comes back to me uh, and says like, hey, I got this gig and it's going to tie me up for like three months because it pays really well, but I need to take it. I'm like, no, no, no. Yep. Let's take it. It'll it'll happen when it happens. It'll be fine. Um, and so in that in that regard, uh, it was interesting because because I was uh, so obsessive over it. There would be like things that came back uh, from the edit that uh, uh, like there's a moment in the fourth segment where uh, Raffles is reaching after. Kayla's arm and their arms like slapped down on the floor of the staircase landing yeah. and there's uh, pages being like blown in and the first one that came back uh, had the pages still and I was like oh, wait I 100% I, I remember that we did get one take where the pages were beautifully flying in let me find it I'm gonna grab like the 8 terabyte hard drive oh, and find it and then be like okay it's this clip so if we could just replace that with this it, yeah okay little, <clears throat> the, complicated things like that <laughs> honestly it's fair enough like I said at the beginning um it's really hard to um to get over just how good this is and we're talking about something that 
you know, hopefully lots of people see because um, it's a fabulous piece of work. And you should all pat yourself on the back, particularly with the story you told me um, about, on, is it Andre that's, that sadly passed on? It's a terrible story. But, you know, to bring that to screen as a passion project and actually fulfil that dream, particularly knowing you want to do it because of him is brilliant. So hats off to you. And honestly, what you've done is, I'm not just saying this because you're on, you know, we're talking to each other. It's a bloody great piece of film. So well done. Well, I, I, I get to the the nice thing about the film is because I didn't direct it and I didn't, you know, sure I made the music and whatever, but like with with the film in particular, I get to uh, take off the humility hat a little bit and just be like, oh yeah, they they made a absolutely fucking gorgeous thing, um, and. Uh, yeah, no, it's nice. And yes, hopefully, hopefully lots of people see it. We're we're wrapping up the festival circuit and uh, now it is on to the, uh, you know, nightmarish hellscape of trying to figure out how to uh, release an album and a dance film in a way that uh, actually like make some waves so it's not just my like six friends listen to the album once they post about it to their instagram story uh one time and then they never listen to it again <laughs> that's happened before that's no fun i want to share things i make things <laughs> to share them <laughs> to one of our festivals, please go to www.fusionfilmfestivals.com.